Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, and welcome to The Balance Club. This is our midweek moment. I'm Beth Burns, theater director, writer, performer, teacher, and mom. This week, the question of self-care has been on my mind. I, like most people, am handling like a million things at the moment, all of them concurrently, none of them harmoniously. You know, at least that is what it feels like. I'm like the pilot of an aircraft circling around my destination, waiting to land, but instead of being able to sit on cruise and just go round and round, I'm also trying to provide hot meals for everyone on board and book my next 17 flying jobs and teach the passengers ninth grade math, all while keeping my hand on the stick and my eye on the GPS in case a storm comes in. So I mentioned this metaphor to my friend who's a critical worker, and she replied that in her aircraft, she had new passengers trying to board the plane every hour while it was up in the air, and she was running low on seats, low on gas, and didn't have enough cabin crew to look after everyone properly. So point taken. When we work from home, it's crazy, and we shouldn't feel bad for expressing our stresses. But for critical workers right now, this is a deeply traumatic time. Whether it's fear of catching the virus, colleagues at home sick or isolating, others having to pick up the workload, not being able to do your best because the resources are running out, and having to show up in a professional way every single day... Teachers, medics, hospital staff, delivery folk, shop workers. They can't sit at a Zoom in their old pajama pants because no one is seeing them below the waist. They can't shower at lunch if they missed it in the morning because they slept in. They are frontline every day at arguably the worst stage of this pandemic so far. So that got me thinking that it might be good to talk about how to practice self-care when you have no time or energy. How to look after yourself when you're in a state of overload. I think it's important to recognize that self-care is key, whatever the weather. It's not fluffy. It's not weak. It's a really important part of maintaining or even boosting your positive mental health. Author, speaker, and self-care coach Eleanor Brown sums it up perfectly when she says, quote, Rest and self-care are so important. When you take time to replenish your spirit, it allows you to serve others from the overflow. You cannot serve from an empty vessel. So if you are depleted because you're giving everything to colleagues, patients, customers, your own family, and other people, then this is for you. Please know that you have permission to look after yourself even if you don't have time especially if you don't have time. Author Matt Haig in his book Reasons to Stay Alive says, 
just when you feel you have no time to relax, know that this is the moment you most need to make time to relax. So here are a few thoughts on how to make time for self-care when you're in the middle of a crisis. First, remind yourself every single day that this is short term. Humans cannot live in a heightened state of stress for too much time without suffering from mental or physical exhaustion. And the operating level that you are functioning at is not sustainable, and it will hopefully come to either a respite or a close eventually. So try giving yourself a morning mantra for when you wake up, ensuring that it's the first thing you say to yourself. Before you turn on the light or check your phone, try saying to yourself something like, This will end. This is not forever. I can get through this. I am doing really well. Because you are doing really well. You're doing the best that you can in the circumstances in which you find yourself. In most cases, the circumstances in which we find ourselves at the moment are not of our own doing. We have no control over them. So we just need to remind ourselves we're doing the best we can even if that's 50% of what we'd usually be able to do. Second, give yourself a break, but don't completely let go. And what I mean by that is, don't try to do anything above or beyond what you need to do to get through the day, but don't give up completely. So if you need to wash your clothes for work, make sure you do it. Otherwise, you're going to go to work in dirty, crumpled clothing, which is going to make you feel worse. But... Do you need to polish your glassware or fix the garden fence that you've been meaning to do for months? No, not in this moment. This moment is about priorities. Everything else can go to the side until there is more time. Now, if it's bothering you that you have longer term things to do, try writing a list on paper and put it in a drawer until the spring. That way you've got it down and out of your brain, but you don't need to see it until the time is right. Also, try to drop any responsibilities that you can, or if they can't be ditched, maybe try to delegate them out. For example, if you do a weekly shop for an elderly neighbor, see if another neighbor can help share in this task. Or if you usually spend three hours a week cleaning your house, but you have other folks around who may not be pulling their weight in the chore department, delegate. And if you're lucky enough to have the cash on hand to pay a cleaner, go for it. It's all short-term to help you get through. Third, consider your five priorities. Five is the magic number of manageable priorities, but in a time of crisis, the type of priorities might change. Now, in our Midweek Moment episode called Take Control of What You Can Control, we talked about having five priorities to explore alongside your daily obligations to help you live your fullest life. But right now, it may be that your five priorities are solely your daily obligations. So most people wouldn't write down sleep as a priority to having a fuller life. But in a time of continuing crisis, it is literally the most important act of self-care you can practice. Get yourself to bed. And conversely, while exercise or moving your body might be a priority in normal times, Right now may not be the right time to start a new regime. Maybe walking the dog or scooting with your kids is calming for you and ticks the priority box of looking after your dependents. But if it's for the sake that you vaguely want to lose a few pounds at some point this year, maybe now is not the time. Conserve that energy. 
And nutrition probably should be a priority right now because what you fuel your body and brain with is very important when you're under stress. You're probably not going to have the time or energy for some healthy batch cooking to bring into work. No one would expect that. But maybe you can swap out the colleagues' box of chocolates or pastries with some fruit or sushi or a wrap from a delivery sandwich shop. You will feel the benefits of a more energized body and a focused mind. Now, the temptation in a time of crisis is to let everything go to waste. And while it is fine to leave a rickety garden fence untouched for a few months, if you continually try to fuel yourself with bad food and strong coffee, you may feel sluggish, congested, your health may suffer, your skin may suffer, and you may have a great deal of undoing to do when you're out of the crisis state. Even more so if you're scaling down exercise or movement at this time. Eat smart, and it will help you to stay strong. Another of the five priorities could be mental restoration. It's now proven that the brain gets tired, particularly when it's constantly having to navigate multiple changing new normals. So again, maybe now is not the time to come home from work and try to watch the compelling new Netflix documentary series on post-war politics or start your New Year's resolution trying to understand economic theory. Maybe you just want to rewatch Friends, something light, short, and easy. Reading is obviously a more beneficial activity for the brain than TV in normal life, but in a state of crisis, going for the easy win like a simple TV show pays dividends, and your brain, like the rest of you, just needs a rest. So give it something nice to relax to. My fourth tip is... Try to get the tricky people out of your life in this moment and get the good ones in. We all know who our tricky people are, even if we've never said it out loud to ourselves. The ones whose incoming call or text sends a low-level wave of dread through us. The ones who drain us. You may need to keep a relationship with these people in your life, but not right now. You could try shutting it down just a little, politely say... You're working too much to be of help, and perhaps they could speak to someone else or send them a quick text rather than engaging in a long conversation, whatever works best for you. You can deal with it when you're on the other side and are recovered. It's absolutely not a long-term solution, but it is a great in-crisis strategy, particularly if you don't want to burn any bridges. Now in the same vein, when in a crisis, try calling on good friends for help. Maybe when you're in a crisis mode, ask them to drop off some groceries or do a curbside collect for you. Ask them to walk your dog while you rest or take your kids to the park for an hour. You're not being needy. You're operating in a temporary state of crisis. Good friends will understand and respond, and then you can return those favors to keep each other going. Okay, suggestion number five is try and do a kind thing for yourself regularly allowing for the context that you don't have much time for anything elaborate. So maybe just take a little extra time to give yourself a nice hand or foot massage with some really good smelling lotion, or light that good candle you've been saving, or order some really soft new pajamas and get them delivered. Something that's a gift to you from you. I will say here though, don't make your kind thing a family box of candy or three glasses of wine every night, or staying up way late to watch a long movie that you love. It's actually not being kind in the short term or the long term. 
It's a numbing strategy that could lead you to sleeplessness, exhaustion, hangovers, anxiety, and less ability to function well in your work. And we all know this, but it's easy to forget in the moment. So planning something like that, maybe once a week if you have the following day off is one thing, but try not to use excessive alcohol, food, TV, or social media as sticking plasters because not only will it likely not work, but repeated use will make you feel worse. My final suggestion that you might want to consider is allow yourself a fixed amount of time at the end of your working day, and whether that's 15 minutes or a half an hour, just to go through your day. Get out any stresses either by talking them through with a helpful friend or partner or by writing them down or even just saying them out loud on the drive home or while you're cooking dinner. And once you've had your allotted time, try to cut the day out of your head. Now, the premise for this comes from a well-used method in grief counseling. People suffering through grief are encouraged to talk or write about it, but only for a limited and fixed time each day. And this method is proven to prevent them from spiraling out with grief, prevent them from talking about it so much that it makes them feel worse than they did before. Now, you don't have to reach a defined conclusion when you debrief, but it may be beneficial to avoid overextending the issues, the drama, the general problems with your day or your work situation. If you can find a solution, then great. Uh, if you're just fed up and the day was horrible, then it's really good to go over it afterwards with the goal of clearing it out of your mind. Now, please don't hear me say that I'm encouraging suppression of trauma because of course not. That should be dealt with by workplace specialists who can handle specific incidents or issues. But I'm speaking more to the ongoing grind of having to function well in a crisis state. So where it's beneficial to you to allow yourself some time out from being so present in the situation you may also find that distracting the brain in a calming way helps you to zone out the day and allow you to sleep, particularly if you're working night shifts and sleeping during the daytime. White noise for short-term use, a mindfulness app or some gentle music allows your brain to focus on the external noise and tap out of the thoughts from the day. Dealing with your thoughts in a time-limited way and calming your brain with one of those mentioned methods may not feel as good as an impulsive bottle of wine and a moan with a colleague, but it will pay dividends in the short term with a better night's sleep, in the midterm offering stamina through the crisis, and in the long term improving your overall mental and physical health. A quick bonus note here on scents. They can work wonders for a tired brain. I'll just remind you to check with your doctor if you're pregnant before using any scents. But Lavender, bergamot, and cedarwood are all great for calm and restoration, so a spritz of those on your pillow can work wonders. And orange, lemon, spearmint, and rosemary are great for energizing, so perhaps a little spritz of that on your wrists or your clothing can help you through the day. I hope these self-care suggestions have been useful, whether you're a critical worker or not. We all need to remember to take care of ourselves, especially if in our work or our home life, we're responsible for taking care of others. I'm going to finish with a nice quote from the novelist, writer, and activist Anne Lamott. She says, quite simply, Almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. And that's it from me. Have a great day, y'all, and I'll see you back here next week.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.